0: Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions.
1: Hi, this is Pastor Conrad Vine and I serve as the President of Adventist Frontier Missions. The things I'm about to share with you may be difficult to imagine, nevertheless, They are true and happening today. As I share this news with you, you are probably living in relative ease and comfort, enjoying the blessings of life in a nation that values individual freedom. But I ask you to imagine a very different life. Instead of the liberty to travel wherever you desire to visit your family and friends, you live in a walled city with a single fortified entrance, manned by police who randomly deny your exit. At any time, For any reason, or for no reason at all, you are required to give fingerprints, DNA and blood samples, iris and voice scans. Inside your walled city, networked security cameras watch every square foot, and algorithms catalog your every move using facial and gait recognition. Under the guise of fighting terrorism, all potential weapons are now strictly forbidden. Even kitchen knives are laser etched with unique QR codes and require background checks and permits to purchase. If you are suspected of being religious, for example, if you refuse to eat pork or drink alcohol, your next stop will be a sprawling high-security camp designated for, quote, re-education. Here, you will be compelled through torture to renounce your beliefs, desecrate every sacred value you hold dear, and recite government propaganda for hours every single day. If you survive these grueling months of re-education, and many tragically do not, you will emerge a broken human being physically, psychologically and spiritually. It is the daily reality of the You People, a minority group in Central Asia currently experiencing severe oppression and systematic religious persecution by their own government. What I have shared is only a small sample of what the You People are experiencing, Those not caught up in the quota-driven arrests are denied permission to marry within their own people group. They are forbidden to speak their native language even in their own homes. Agents are sent as guests to U-homes for months at a time to monitor the lives of their hosts. Are they watching the required hours of government propaganda on television? Have they abandoned their religious belief and traditional language? Try to imagine the soul-crushing oppression of being prevented from transmitting your deepest values to your own children in the privacy of your own home. As I share with you today, the Uland government crackdown is expanding to include Christians of all denominations. Bibles are being burnt, churches destroyed, believers are imprisoned. Yet, even as the gloom gathers, the light of a candle is burning brighter. The you people are searching for healing and hope and they are finding both in our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. They are downloading AFM-generated sermon podcasts by the thousands, secretly exchanging encoded messages, and turning in prayer to the one who alone can hear and answer. AFM missionaries are fully engaged in this hidden ministry that requires raw courage and steadfast prayer. Hi, With heavy hearts,
0: our family has just left our mission field over the last four years and moved to a neighboring country where we continue serving our people group. Leaving behind our Muslim friends who we have been praying and studying the scriptures with was really hard. We stayed in the field as long as we possibly could and only left when the government would not extend our visa and there was no way left for us remaining. As persecution rose, many of our friends were no longer able to stay in touch with us. Uh, Their many reasons could all be summarized in one. Fear. Only the brave ones remained in contact with us as long as they could or resurfaced after a period of silence. One of the brave ones uh, was a young guy called Rizwan. At first, I mistook him for a worldly chap who cared about his good looks more than anything else. Since he was so different from most of our friends, the majority of whom are religious Muslims, I actually wanted to develop a friendship with him and I was curious to see how much spiritual interest we can spark in a person like him. Rizwan is a very friendly and warm person And I didn't mind joking with him and helping with English. But when we moved from there into life questions and we began to pray together and talk about God, I discovered another side of Rizvan. He was more than happy to bring God into our relationship. And being a social fellow, he brought others to join in. His best friend and his girlfriend. He also invited our family to meet his own and I got to attend his birthday party, where we met all of his close friends. Rezvan is very open when we read the Bible together and he told me that he is very thankful for our handwritten Bible verses in his language, which he hides in his clothing and takes secretly from our home. One day, Rezvan invited me out for a meal. And as we said in the restaurant, he gave me a wrapped up box saying there was something for us inside it. When we opened the box at home, we found a copy of the Quran and a few other religious material. We understood that these are not presents for us, but rather a polite request that we keep Rizvan's family treasures safe through the dangerous times that we are experiencing. People here get in serious trouble nowadays if they are found to possess such things. The contents of this box are fairly safe in our home, but where they found in a native house they would most likely lead to an imprisonment. Not long afterward, Rizvan went silent. After some weeks of me not being able to get in touch with him, we finally arranged to meet again. When we did, we took batteries out of our mobile phones so no one could listen to our conversation, and Rizvan revealed to me what happened in the meantime. Rizvan's mother had to deal with major paperwork procedure. She was going through a long and humiliating series of nonsense interrogations until one day she broke out in an argument with an officer. For this, and this alone. She was sentenced first for one year, and then without giving a specific reason, her sentence was changed to 10 years in prison. Rizvan's father was told by the authorities that they don't have anything against him except for marrying that woman. For this offense, he too was sent to a labor camp. Rizvan was left alone. He takes classes at school in the morning and in the afternoon and evening he works to provide for himself, pay his school fees and mortgage for the flat owned by his family in our city. When the time came for us to leave the country, I met Rizvan again and I asked him what he wants me to do with their family treasures. Take them with you, please, was his unhesitant answer. I was quite happy to keep uh, his books in our flat, but taking the Koran across the border was not a simple undertaking. After all, should a Christian like me risk being caught with a forbidden book of the Muslims? But it was a great honor to be asked to keep safe what was most holy to my friend and to his family. It was clear to me that the only honorable thing was to take the risk. I did. At the border, customs officers searched the trains and looked through our luggage very thoroughly. They found the Quran. they were very suspicious of it, they said that I cannot have it and confiscated the book. I was partly upset but partly happy that along with the book they didn't decide to keep me too. In the end, as I was packing the last suitcase after the search which took over an hour, one officer brought the Quran and quietly handed it back to me. After I dropped my heavy load in a safe place on the other side of the border, I quickly returned to our field one more time to pick up the family, our remaining belongings and to say our final goodbyes. When we met Rizvan in a restaurant for the last time, I assured him that his holy book was now safe. We would like to leave something else with you, I told him. It is very small, but we believe that this is the best gift we can give you. I went on to explain that we have a Bible, the writings of Ellen White, Jesus film and other text and video materials for him, all in an electronic form and all in his mother tongue. All of it was stored in a little card, less than a square centimeter large. I warned Rizvan that accepting the gift involves a risk in case the police find it with him. I counseled Rizvan to buy a new device to access the file, one which he will never connect to the internet, where the government watchdogs could also sniff him. With all that, I asked Rizvan if he wants the Bible and all else. He most readily agreed and assured me that he will indeed buy himself a new device so he can access his gift safely. We were able to have all this conversation because we sat in a noisy restaurant. I do hear plates and chopsticks and people chatting. Yeah, while we are in the restaurant for our final meeting, I I can hear the clicking of uh, chopsticks on, on people's plates and their chatter and perhaps the particular feature of of the restaurant is Tom and Jerry constantly playing in the background for kids to have something to watch. So we were quite confident that no one is able to hear what we are saying. When it came to being watched though, that was a different issue. For that reason, I asked Rizvan if he could hand me his mobile phone. I looked at it for a minute with an examining eye, checked the features, and then I handed it back to him, saying as quietly as I could across the table, put your fingertips over mine under the phone. He did, and the little precious gift passed underneath the phone, into his hand, unnoticed. Thus the two holy books got swapped between us. Rizwan was always very thankful for handwritten Bible verses which uh, he has been receiving from us in a similarly discreet manner. I trust that he will be reading the Bible and watching the videos. The rest is a matter of your and our prayers and the influence of the Holy Spirit. We have military parades almost every day and actually as, as you travel through the city, you can meet it several times a day. Uh, 15 to 20 military vehicles with sirens on, super loud, scaring the little kids. That's part of sounds of the city. You have also propaganda songs at every police station, which is every 300 meters. There you have loudspeakers. Sometimes they tell shops that they have to play that too. Propaganda is all around. (laughs) You can't escape it. Please pray that Rezvan stays safe while he's learning more about the Lord and that Jesus gets an ever-growing space in his heart.
1: AFM missionaries on the front lines need your prayers and financial support so their witness can continue to shine brighter despite the gathering gloom. Christ's ringing command to his followers is not to sit back and look to our own interests No, he calls every one of us as we see this gathering darkness to not only walk in the light, but to carry the light to those in darkness. This is the end-time work of AFM missionaries all over our world today. Thank you so much, and may God richly bless you and those you love and serve.